One, two, three, four. The charm, the charm leaders to top tens, to top tens. Tell your friends, tell your friends about the two top tens. Tell your friends about the two top tens. Sean leaders to top tens. Welcome to the show, Sean Nader's Two Top Tens, coming to you live, well, alive, from Sean Nader Studios in the heart of beautiful downtown Detroit. This is Sean Nader's Two Top Tens, the show where we compile... Two lists of ten, two separate subjects, and dissect them. Dissect them like so many fetal pigs. Dissect them like so many high school biology frogs. So before we get into this week's two lists, I would like to read a letter to the editor. This is from Steve G. in Detroit, Michigan. And this is uh, in reference to the condiments list. Steve G is arguing that maple syrup, and if you can, uh, all this information is in episode one of Sean Nader's Two Top Tens, Drummers and Condiments. Um, He's saying that maple syrup is the best condiment because you can put it on anything. And I said, Steve G, what about spaghetti? And he said, you can put it in the sauce. And I say to that, If you put goddamn maple syrup and spaghetti sauce and I come to your house and you serve me that shit, I'll slap you in the fucking face. That's right. All right, let's get into our first top 10. First top 10 is female singers. Coming in at number 10 is The Sincere Engineer. Uh, She is a Chicago native. Uh, Her name is Deanna. Uh, I love her debut record, Rumbiathan. Robathan, Robathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathathath
I'd like to give a shout out to Angela Bassett, who plays Miss Tina in What's Love Got to Do With It, an amazing film. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, go see that shit. Well, not, don't go see it. I mean, you're home now, right? So uh, just see it, I guess. You could probably, I don't know, get that shit on Amazon or something, man. But uh, Tina Turner, born Anna Mae uh, from Nutbush, Tennessee. Um, which I'd never been to, but it sounds like a kind of a dog shit place. Um, she has uh, beautiful legs. Uh, she was married to Ike Turner, who actually has a <laughs> released a record in 2006. And there's a song at the beginning. It's called it's like a crazy blue song about like, I'm going to snatch that wig off your head. It's a direct jab at Tina. But uh, Ike Turner, horrible man, very violent, very awful. Um some good Tina jams are uh, Private Dancer, What's Love Got to Do With It. Uh, she has a, uh, a song called uh, The Game of Love. Uh, she does uh, um, Proud Mary. I like her version of that, the Credence Jam. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's number nine. Coming in at number eight is Miss Joni Mitchell. Um, so Joni is kind of an acquired taste. I don't know everybody. She's not everyone's extreme cup of tea, but, uh, you know, I think it might be her voice, but, uh, I like her, man. I think she's great. She has a lot of crazy, like jazz kind of fucking influence numbers also. Um, she, uh, you know, she has super fans, dude. People that like Joni fucking love, love, love some Joni Mitchell. Uh, she recently suffered from a brain aneurysm, which is fucking horrible. Uh, she gave her daughter up for adoption, which I don't know the circumstance, but, uh, hey. Also, she is boned Jacko Pastorius, Leonard Cohen, and Sham Shepard. Sham, Sam Shepard. Sham Shepard. Sam Shepard. Um, so she's, uh, she's got some dick in her day, which is pretty good. Good for Joni. Um, but I love her. Uh, some Joni Mitchell. Rad Jams or Big L Taxi. Uh, that probably is her biggest hit. And she has a great song called Coyote. Um, which uh, the version that she does on The Last Waltz, the band movie directed by Martin Scorsese, is pretty awesome. And she has another great song called People's Parties. But check out all her shit. She's fucking awesome. Coming in at number seven is Miss Joan Jett. Joan Jett, you might know her from The Runaways. Uh, she's an absolute fucking original. She kind of invented that whole tough girl rock and roll. She's kind of like a female rock and roll Fonzie. And uh, I'm a fan of that. Very, very original. Uh, I saw her a few years ago on the riverfront. Um, uh, right here in Detroit. She played a free show and it was fucking great. She did a great version of uh, Androgynous by uh, The Replacements, which was amazing. And all of her fucking... And she she put it all in there, man. Um Great songs, Fake Friends, Bad Reputation, I Love Rock and Roll, which I remember uh, dancing to as a five or six-year-old on the Bobolo boat. It's one of my earliest musical uh, memories. Uh, and she has a good version of Crimson and Clover. And uh, looks pretty great in a pair of leather pants. Number six on the list is Miss Kim Deal, um, who you might know best from the bands The Pixies and The Breeders. Uh, she's a bass player, a guitar player. Um, I absolutely love Kim Deal's voice. I think she's amazing. Um, I saw the Pixies last summer, Pixies Weezer. I saw them at a venue outside of Detroit. Uh, and I don't know, it was okay. But uh, 
And I'm a Frank Black fan. I do like his solo stuff. I like his Pixie songs. But I just feel that without Kim Deal in the band, it is not the fucking Pixies. So uh, I also heard that she uh, one day she was looking in the mirror and she decided her hair was too clean. So she took some ham out of the refrigerator and wiped ham in her hair, which always struck me as fucking crazy. Uh, also into heroin. Um some good songs that Kim Deal has uh, sung on are Gigantic um, by the Pixies' Divine Hammer, which is such an amazing fucking song. I can't, I could listen to that like four times in a row. Um, and then she has a whole like single series out if you on iTunes, if you got that shit. Um, and there's a really great song called Beautiful Moon, which I recommend. Um, number five on the list of the two top tens best female singers is Miss Aretha Franklin who I think you don't even need the Aretha, the Franklin anymore. I think she's kind of reached that kind of level. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, she's reached, she's reached a good level. She's, uh, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely doing some good work there. Miss Aretha. Um, God, man, what can you say about Aretha Franklin and Aretha and Detroit? Um, they, there's a concert venue that does a lot of jazz shows not far from here which is right on the Detroit River which was called Shane Park up until Aretha died and they changed the name to um, the Aretha which I think is an awesome awesome tribute um, she sang at the inaugurations of uh, the Obamas and the Clintons she was very authentic she taught herself piano she was a gospel singer to start out with uh, and there's a 7-Eleven uh, right by uh, my house that I stop into for, I don't know, maybe a cup of coffee, maybe a glazed donut. And uh, they were selling Aretha Franklin shirts in there forever. And I wanted to buy one. I, they had them for a long time. And I always had the urge to pick one up. But uh, I just wasn't sure where the money went. Which now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, I should have just got the fucking shirt. Because, I don't know, man, if somebody's making a couple bucks off an image of uh, Aretha Franklin and they get money and people and the shirt brings people joy and someone likes wearing it and people that see the shirt think of Aretha, I don't know, what's the real crime? And she's dead, so it's not like she's getting the money. It's like her fucking nephew or something. Fuck that guy. I don't know. Maybe not fuck that guy. I don't know. He might be a wonderful person. But I'm saying the immediacy of, you know the artist herself not making money from her image, I think is negated by her death, possibly. I don't know. Call in. Let me know what you think on that subject. Um, some awesome, awesome Aretha songs are uh, Money Won't Change You. Uh, check that one out. Uh, and then, of course, Respect is her, her jam. Um, and she does a really great version of a Burt Baccarat song, which I love, called I Say a Little Prayer. Um, so, yeah. Aretha friggin' Franklin. Uh, number four on the list is Phoebe Bridger. So I don't know a whole lot about Phoebe Bridger, and there's not a whole lot of info on her on the internet, but I guess she's kind of a new kind of, uh, if I could uh, categorize her voice, I'd say it has an, an ethereal quality. But she also does a lot of, like, folky country stuff. Um, uh, she's works with that Bright Eyes guy. Um... I don't know, man. Uh, she has some great songs by her. Are Smoke Signals, uh, Dylan Thomas, which uh, she does with Bright Eyes, and uh, 
Garden Song, which there's also an amazing video for. And if I am uh, in the right mood and so inclined, I uh, it can really, uh, really fucking, you know, mess me up, man. Um, next on our list is Laura Jane Grace. The front woman from Against Me. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, going on tour with uh, Against Me. Uh, actually, the band that I worked for called the Lawrence Arms was touring with them. And I uh, got to see their shows every night. It was amazing. That was like 15, 16, 17 years ago. But they were amazing then. And just recently, uh, maybe... A year and a half ago, when uh, Andrew, the bass player, rejoined the band, they did their first show back at a uh, DIY punk venue here in Detroit called The Trumbull, and I got to see that, and that was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, so pretty much everything uh, this lady does is pretty amazing. Um, Sink Floor to Sink, Miami, uh, are both amazing songs. Pints of Guinness, Make You Strong, also a great one. Um... Boyfriend is a newer jam, which I uh, dig, and pretty much the whole transgender, transgender dysphoria blues record, start to finish, I think is pretty fucking solid. Um, yeah, uh, number three on our list of female singers is Madonna. Um, you might know her best from that weird bath video that she put out a little while ago about coronavirus where she's sitting in like a bath full of milk with flowers talking about how we're all in this together. You kind of want to push her under. Um, my friend Brendan refers to Madonna's uh, physique or body uh, nowadays as a bag of cables, which I think is a pretty accurate and hilarious way to describe her. Uh, you also might know her from uh, her sex book which I believe there is pictures of her um, making out with Vanilla Ice, which is definitely the high point of that book. Uh, she also played Evita, which is a, uh, a musical that they used to advertise for. The Fisher Theater theater here in Detroit would uh, um, do, uh, do shows of Evita. I remember a little kid hearing the Don't Cry For Me Argentina sung by some actress and then the first time I heard Madonna sing it uh, I gotta say she 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 knocked it out of the park um, a Michigan girl also and uh, if you want to hear some uh, Madonna songs my, I suggest the song Music the song Don't Tell Me and then um, two my two favorite old school Madonna jams are Like a Virgin and Material Girl. And uh, fucking YouTube that video for Material Girl. That is a pretty, I think there's like, they're doing like this Marilyn Monroe thing, but it's pretty, pretty fucking great still. Um, gotta love Madonna and her weird face. Uh, number two on the list of 10, top 10 female singers is uh, Mary J. Blige. Um Love Mary J. Uh, recently had a lot of trouble with uh, her ex, or I believe he sued her for um, alimony or palimony. I don't know what you would call it when it's woman, man. Palimony. Uh, call in if anyone knows the answer. Um, but uh, um, that's pretty fucking crazy, right? And uh, she is the queen of the collabs, too. There's always collabs, like 90s collabs, like Ja Rule, R. Kelly, Buster Rhymes. Um, 
But I just love the authenticity of her voice. I just love her fucking attitude. She just also seems like a kind of like an overworked single mom is her vibe, which I fucking love. Um, some of the best Mary J jams I like are Real Love, and that's actually my wife and I's wedding song. Um, Thick of It is an amazing uh, a uh, Mary J song. Uh, if you're looking for a great Mary J slow jam, uh, My Life is Great. And then uh, Therapy is also a total fucking jam. Um, oh, and also uh, <laughs> Mary J. Blige has an awesome uh, habit of titling things with Mary. Like she has a uh, song called Mary Jane. Uh, she has a Christmas album called A Merry Christmas with one R. And she also has a song called Mary's Joint, which uh, you got to love that. Just working, working the first name right into the titles. All right. And... Uh, the number one female artist on Sean Nader's two top tens is Miss Suzanne Vega. You might know her from Luca, Tom's Diner, but she has a lot of amazing records, still puts out great records. Um, I just love her. I don't know, man. It's just something about the quality of her voice. It just reminds me of uh, a better time when we were all free and young. Um, and writing songs about abusing children. Um, but uh, she has another great jam called I Never Wear White. Another awesome song from, I think, the 90s, late 90s called I'll Never Be Your Maggie Mae. But check out all her shit, man. Fucking all those fucking good. I mean, just the lyrics, her voice, the quality of the musicianship is just fucking amazing. Um, and uh, some interesting Suzanne Vega, Sean Nader tie-ins. Uh, back before I got banned from Twitter, I... Uh, I used to not only fight with uh, uh, people on Twitter, I used to actually um, send messages of fandom and encouragement to others. And I tweeted to her once. I said, I love Suzanne Vega more than a lesbian from the 90s. And she retweeted that shit, which I thought was fantastic. And I saw her a few years ago in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and I... Uh, um, Really, really loved it. It was an intense, amazing, um, you know, psychedelic experience. Um, and just her and another guitar player, too. Um, pretty amazing. And she wears a top hat on stage, much like Slash. So I like to see in a, uh, in a, in a top hat off who could, uh, who has the better collection. I bet it's, I bet it's Slash. Now that I'm saying it, I'm saying a lot, I bet Slash has way more fucking top hats than Suzanne Vega. But, uh, all right, everybody, moving on to list number two on Sean Nader's two top tens. Our second list is board games. Um, so coming in at number 10 is a game called Mother's Helper. So when I was a kid, I received a three-pack of board games, a three-pack of Milton Bradley board games that were all... Um, shrink wrap together and the three games one of the three games was a game called mother's helper um the uh the second game was a game called little engine that could which i never played it was for babies but uh i was like five or six years old when i when i received this and mother's helper basically was a game where you like had a board and the board had a house on it then you had to go room to room completing chores kind of drawn you had to like draw cards and then complete the chores and it was pretty fun i guess even though it was about chores 
Um, but every time you would play it, you know, because when you're a little kid, who you're playing games with the most, like your parents, right? Every time you play the game with like grandma or mom, they would always be like, I wish you were this interested in real chores. And it's like, why the fuck would I be this interested in real chores? Really, you know? Um, so coming in at number 10, Mother's Helper. Coming in at number t- nine on list of board games is chess. The game of chess. Um, now, chess is a weird game. Uh, I'm not a fan. I don't know how to play. Um, it makes if you know how to play chess, it automatically makes you seem smarter than you really are. Um, it uh, originates from a game called Chachachagranga, Chachachagranga, Chachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
79 is when the game was created. Uh, $80 million is what he sold the idea for. It takes about 80 minutes to play. Um, the uh, There's so many uh, offshoots of Trivial Pursuit now. There's the Boomer Edition, the Millennial Edition. I mean, and it's a pretty solid game. I think the original one is fucking hard. Like, those questions are fucking hard, especially, like, the history ones. Like, some of that shit doesn't even seem like it, uh, you know, like it, uh, it even... You know, like you even would, uh, like it's even true. Like they just made all that shit up. Uh, True Pursuit, I also like it because remember that movie Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, uh, where they're garbage men, but they're like really smart garbage men and they're sitting and they're playing Trivial Pursuit and asking each other questions. Um, I like that too. But uh, I like trivia in general. Um, so, uh, Trivial Pursuit. Uh, board game number five would be Monopoly. Monopoly is the world's most popular board game. You can still buy a brand new Monopoly set for under $20. Um, there is 1,144 different versions of uh, Monopoly. The original six pieces were a Scotty Dog, a... Um, I'm sorry, the original six were the thimble, the cannon, the top hat, the iron, the shoe, and the battleship. And then they, the thimble, the cannon, and the iron got the boot, and then they were replaced by the uh, Scotty Dog, the boot, the wheelbarrow, the cat, and the car. And I think recently they even did some brand new ones. Um, but, uh, man, the Monopoly is definitely some fucking family fucking fun. And uh, cheating at Monopoly? How fun is fucking cheating at Monopoly? That shit is great. And according to the uh, official rules, if you do land on free parking, um, you don't get any money. But it seems to become a... So it's, it's, but they've also kind of leaned into this idea of house discretion. Um, so number four on our list of board games is a game called Talisman. So this is a game I loved as a uh, preteen it's a fantasy board game. It was invented in 1983. Um, the box alone has this massive fucking red dragon on it. I uh, just busted it out when I was doing my research for this episode. I busted out and looked at it. I uh, recently ordered a, uh, a, a, a set for myself to play. I played it like three times like four years ago. It's not as fun as I remember it being when I was 13. But hey, what is... Um, yeah, I got that shit from eBay, man. It's one of the only things I've ever ordered from eBay. Uh, the idea of the game is to try to secure the crown of command, and there's all these different characters kind of based on, like, D&D-type characters. Um, the artwork is extremely heavy metal. Um, if you're going to sit down for a game of Talisman, uh, reserve 240 minutes, according to uh, the website, to play it. Um there's a million offshoots of this game now. Like, I've seen stuff like Google Talisman board game setups, and there's guys, because there's all these different components to it. It's some super fucking dork shit. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, aren't board games in general kind of dorky? I don't know. I think maybe uh, these kind of weird fantasy board games are especially dork city. But there's guys that have, like, you know, they, they sell, like, ten different sets, and they're all the sets are compatible, and you can play all these different boards all at the same time and guys have their entire fucking living room set up with their shit but uh it's a whole fucking thing board game number three would be checkers um 
It's a, uh, it's a mind sport. It's an abstract strategy game. It's uh, based on a game called uh, Draughts. It's uh, fun to flip a checkerboard if you're uh, not winning. Um, it's an old game from Iraq is where it fucking uh, originates. I don't know. They're thinking like, I mean, I don't know, dude. It seems like a pretty basic fucking idea. So this shit has to be really good. We're talking, what's first, the Jesus or the checkers, huh? Was Jesus playing checkers? Were they playing checkers at the Last Supper? Were they playing backgammon? Um, my wife also has uh, always beaten me in checkers. I have never won one single checkers match um, against my wife. Um, game number two would be Clue. Now, this shit is fun. I remember this being like the uh, the first like real like adult board game I remember playing. Um, it was invented in 1943 in England. And I think it was originally you were supposed to like become the head boy at a boys school. Some super gay British shit. But uh, uh, they changed it to a murder mystery characters. Um, the... Uh, uh, the game in France or in England was called Cluedo Discover the Secrets um, man there is a fucking movie there's a movie called The King of Hearts Has Five Sons which is uh, a movie another movie based on Clue I guess um, there's new weapons there's new characters um, it's fucking crazy man The Rope the candlestick, the rooms, you gotta love some fucking clue. Um, and here we are, everybody. We've reached the number one board game on Sean Nader's two top tens. is Silly Sandwich. It's another Milton Bradley game. It is the third game in the Mother's Helper, the Little Engine That Could game pack, Silly Sandwich. So the reason why this one made number one is because I've never had more fun playing a board game uh, than I have playing Silly Sandwich. Um, the basic idea of the game is you move around the board and you try to build a sandwich. And if you hit a, a puppy or kitty square, you lose an item of your sandwich. Um, there's no reading involved, which is great. Um Whoever has the most ingredients on their sandwich at the end of the game is the winner. And uh, let me tell you, when you're a little kid, I've never enjoyed playing anything as much as this. I haven't played in a long time. But when you're a little kid and you end up with a sandwich that has a ice cream cone and a whole fish and a jar of pickles and a tomato on it, you're just like, this is a silly fucking sandwich. They didn't even take the pickles out of the jar. So... That's it, everybody. If you have a small child at home, why don't you get on the old internet and order them a silly sandwich? Make sure they're like under seven, though, because I don't think they'll like that shit. If fucking they're 13, they'll laugh at you. But uh, all right, everybody. That's it. Thanks a lot. Let's, uh, let's play ourselves out of here. Uh, everybody, stay inside. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Uh, I had fun doing this. I hope you had fun listening to it. And here we go. It's Sean Nader's two
again and again and again and again and again and again.